The Bible says to encourage one another and build one another up. That is why this podcast exists. Welcome to Real Life with Lynn, where you will find stories about applying scripture to life, whether it's over something big, small, or something in the gray area. I hope you will join me on the journey, find some encouragement in Jesus, and share it with someone you know. y'all welcome to episode three of real life with lynn and i am the host of this podcast lynn and always i always chuckle at the beginning because it sounds funny to repeat my name twice i'll probably find a different way to phrase that someday but until then here we are living real life so if you're on facebook feel free to search and find me and connect with me let me know what you think and also my email so it's the name of the podcast all lowercase at gmail Com. If you want to connect with me, have a discussion, or have a topic of interest you might like to share or would like me to research in scripture to discuss, feel free to do that. So for today, the topic I would like to discuss is a phrase that I have heard so many times in Christian culture. And it's three words, and sometimes we add words in there to make it sound pretty, but the phrase is be like Jesus. <laughs> it's this simple phrase that I've heard in many pitches for people to go out and do ministry and to serve other people. And in Christian culture, we have this bad habit of using our own kind of language. I lovingly call it Christianese. <laughs> and most of you have heard that phrasing before. It's fine. No worries. Christianity has its own kind of bubble that it fits in. And we use words such as ministry, redemption, substitutionary sacrifice, salvation, forgiveness. We use a lot of words that are specific to Christianity. And we often don't really explain them to people or even ourselves or remind ourselves of what they really mean. We kind of just use them at our own free will. And this phrase, be like Jesus is one of those phrases that I have heard so many times. And I do believe it has merit. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and tell you that being like Jesus doesn't have merit because it certainly does. However, I do see a small flaw in how it's used and in how it's even interpreted. And I'll admit, I'm one of the ones that have interpreted this poorly in my own life. So trust me, I'm not sitting here telling you that I've got it all together and I know how this works because... I don't always have it together and I don't always know how this works and that's okay because I am not perfect and that's kind of where we're headed today. So being like Jesus, what does it mean to be like somebody? The way I often think of it is how a child mimics their parents. Children are born with their own unique personalities. You know, God creates them this way. They have their own their own hair color, their own mannerisms, their own skin tone that's a little different from their parents. They have their own set of teeth. They have all these things that are unique to them. And yet, no matter how much parents try, it seems, their children still find ways to mimic them, to express and do certain things that they did as children or that they do now. I have four nieces. I have seen this time and again in their lives that oftentimes they act like me or my brother did as children. 
For example, niece number three, I won't throw her name out there. I love this girl. She is adorable. She is four, if I'm remembering correctly. So she's four years old and she reminds me so much of what I was like as a child. Now, <laughs> I I definitely laugh because as a child, I was very stubborn, very quiet, didn't talk to anybody. Stubbornness is the main thing that I see in her that I possess as a child. But the point is, children often mimic their parents. They often grow up and want to be like their parents. But here's the thing. What does it mean to be like somebody? The word like is used for so many things in the English language. Do you know that? (laughs) We use like to mean, you know, I have a crush on you. We use like to mean I am I'm in love with this Reese's peanut butter cup. We use the word like to express mimicking Jesus. This word like is used for so many things in English. When we say be like Jesus, we often mean we are to mimic his behavior as outlined in scripture, right? Normally, normally we mean, let's read the New Testament. Let's look at the life of Jesus and let's strive to be like him. Let's strive to love people as he did. Let's strive to help the poor as he did. Let's strive to forgive as he forgave. Let's strive to go out and tell other people about God as he did. Let's strive to do these things. So that's normally what we mean by being like Jesus. But all too often as Christians, we confuse being like Jesus with being Jesus. And there's a fine line between those two things. First of all, that fine line is the one word like. (laughs) We do definitely, as Christians, strive to be like Jesus. But how often do we confuse being like Jesus with being Jesus? And that's what I find to be true in my life is that sometimes I get that confused. When I hear be like Jesus, I interpret that to mean, oh, well, I need to be, I need to go cast out demons. That must be something I'm supposed to do. Or I'm supposed to be breaking bread and feeding 5,000 people. Or I'm supposed to be able to take this fish and multiply it for the multitudes. Or I'm supposed to be the one walking on water. I'm supposed to be the one nailing myself to a cross. I'm supposed to be the one rising from a tomb. Are we able to do those things? There are some aspects of Jesus that we will never be. And there are some aspects of Jesus that we are to reflect to the world around us. Personally, I know for me, I will never, hopefully, be nailed to a cross and rising from the dead. I'm also not at home breaking bread and feeding the entire block. I don't have that kind of power. I am not God. And if you're a human being listening to this, I can bet that you are not God either. God has given us specific gifts that he desires for us to use to reflect him to the world and to be like him in this world. But it's a fine line between being like Jesus and then thinking that we're going to be God. And I think often in our Christian walk and in our lives in general, we want to surpass God. We want to attain the highest level of power and authority or money or possessions that we could possibly imagine. And we want to be able to control everything under the sun. And I speak from experience. I am not speaking this to you as if I have never struggled. I have struggled with wanting to control things and control people. I have struggled with wanting the things, wanting the power, wanting authority, wanting respect from all people. 
But I have to remind myself, I am not God. Living as a Christian doesn't mean that I'm God. <laughs> it just doesn't. And it doesn't mean that we're going to do everything right all the time. So our humanity often translates being like Jesus into this whipping lash, if you will. We start trying to beat ourselves into submission. We say to ourselves, I need to be more like Jesus. We interpret it that way, even if it's not communicated that way. Does that make sense? <laughs> Hope it does, because if not, we're going to run some big problems. So there are scripture passages that I've, <laughs> I literally pulled up a Google search and I just searched for verses about being like Jesus. And there's a lot of verses in there. There's one from 1 John chapter 2 that says, whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. 1 Peter 2, for to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. 1 Corinthians 11 says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And that's Paul speaking to us about imitating Christ. Ephesians 5, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. So you see, there are so many passages about walking as he walked, imitating him. So how do we know when we've crossed the line? <laughs> That's a toughie. I don't know how to explain that. When you know, you know. Let me tell you. Uh, let, one story to illustrate this from scripture is the very first story of humanity attempting to be God. And we're going to go all the way back to Genesis 1 and we're going to look at Adam and Eve. God created them in his image and Satan came to tempt Eve. And what did he say to her? He told her that God knew that if she ate of this forbidden fruit, that she would become like him. He basically said to her, hey, God knows that if you eat this, you'll be his equal. He doesn't want you to be his equal. He wants to keep you from being him. He wants to keep you from passing him up. Therefore, you need to eat this fruit so that you can be exactly like him. <laughs> God didn't create us to be exactly like him. If you read Genesis 1 and 2, it talks about us being an image of God. We are made in the image of God, and that's important for us to hold to. That's important for us to, as Christians, that's part of our identity. It's important for us to believe that, that we are made in the image of God. If we are an image of God, and if we are to imitate and to reflect, does any of that mean that we actually are equal to God? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. And when you cross the line, you know. And all too often, we would rather just be God than be like him. Now, I've been going on and on about this phrase and the difference between being like Jesus versus being Jesus. But here's where the encouragement is. We will all fall short. <laughs> we will all make mistakes. We will fail. We will take a job that maybe doesn't work out for us. We will marry people we're not supposed to and then have to do the unthinkable and walk away from it. We will discipline our children poorly. <laughs> We will have a bad attitude. We will get frustrated. We will get angry. However, God never changes. And God's love for us does not change. He sent Jesus to show us the way. To point us to the way in which we are to walk. And what is that way exactly? Love is the way. 
we know who God is by who Jesus is and who is Jesus. He is the one who washed the feet of the man he knew would betray him, who went to the outskirts of the city and he laid hands on lepers. He is the man who took time to listen to women. He is the man who went to people's homes and ate with them. And he is the man who paid the penalty for every mistake that I make and you make. Whatever you believe about Jesus or God, who is Jesus to you? For me, (laughs) Jesus is everything. He is Savior. He is Father. He is friend. He is counselor. He is everything for me. And I strive in my life to be a mere reflection of him. And that looks differently for everybody. Think about this. The savior that we follow is the same, but how we are called and how we are made to express and to show that can be very different. So as we are walking around as image bearers of God, as we walk around being reflections of God, let us not look at another person who is striving to be a reflection of God and condemn them for how they're doing it. God can use anyone in anything, in any circumstance. Jesus was talked about maliciously in his day because he didn't really meet the status quo of the local church in his day. But as we're being like Jesus, let us not forget that we are not God. Because that (laughs) with the moment we forget that we are not God and we try to be God is the moment that we we lose we miss the mark we we make a mistake and we fail when we start to begin to think oh well God has given me this great gift and I'm so awesome and we forget the one who gave it to us and we forget who our God is And you're sitting there and you're thinking about it and you're pondering your own life and you think, I'm not that far down the rabbit hole. I'm doing okay. I'm holding it together. I read my Bible. I pray. I don't need to go out and talk to people about it. I don't need to share that love with anybody. I don't need to show kindness to people that hate me. Jesus did. And that is one of the things we're called to, right? And that's a hard thing. Being like Jesus is a hard thing. I will not say it's easy. And one thing to also remember along the journey is that while we will fall short, we will make mistakes, that God's grace is right there to catch us. When we do fall, we are not falling flat on our face, although it will feel like it some days. We are not falling flat on our face with no hope. When we fail, we fail with great hope and grace there waiting to meet us. Remember, when you fail, (laughs) grace catches you. God's grace will meet me in my mistakes and failures just like he'll meet you. My honest hope and prayer for you is that you come to the end of it, maybe convicted, but also want you to come to the end of it reminded Jesus is the example, not our parents, not our society or our culture, not our pastors, not our church leaders, not even people that we respect. Jesus is the example. Let's imitate it. Let's reflect it to the world around us. Thank you for listening. 
I truly hope you were able to find a nugget of encouragement or wisdom for your life today. I would love to hear what God is teaching you. You can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or the website. Don't forget, share what you learned today with someone you know. And also be encouraged. You're not alone on this crazy, curvy, and sometimes bumpy road I like to call real life.